You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to The Food Code. It feels like it's been forever that we've done like an, a podcast with just you and me. Yeah, because we've been doing so many interviews. We've had Emily Frisella. We have another fun. surprise guest yeah. that we're interviewing. We have by two the time. more surprise guests. Oh, that's right. Next Thursdays too. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. We've had some like people, big names, I would say. I don't really like that because I don't think. Big names I, to us. <laughs> yeah. They're, but they're so humble that. I love it. They are not. Like, you know, anyway, so hopefully you all enjoyed the podcast with Emily Priscilla. I totally was like geeking out over that one because mm-hmm. I've wanted to interview her. I for just got her planner really that I see time. yours. Yes. I love it. It's a, it's a beast, but I'm so, and you know what I love about her and her husband with first form? As soon as I ordered it, I got an email like 10 minutes later that it had been shipped. Yeah. They're so on top of things. And they send handwritten cards for everything. Wow. Which I need to get better at doing. I used to send handwritten cards all the time. And then now I feel like it's nine o'clock at night and I don't even know where the day went. And I wrote some thank you cards this week. Yeah. I was proud of myself. It was only a month late. But, you know, life happens. I'm pretty positive I never mailed Marcus's first birthday thank you cards because I found the box the other day and I was like, I think that I never <gasps> actually put those in the mailbox. So uh, life so happens. to keep track of that stuff. Anyways, we wanted to get back on the mic today, just us, because we got some stuff we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> so this is something that we get a lot from potential clients and, you know, people in our Facebook group. The whole concept of, well, this used to work, but it's not working anymore. Or this is, you know, the diet I always use to get back in shape or get ready for vacation, but it's not respond. My body's not responding like it used to. Mm -hmm. And it's a frustrating place to be because you don't really know why when what has always worked no longer works. Yep. So we're excited to talk about why that tends to happen. There's so many things here. There's hormones, there's seasons of life, there's stress, there's sleep, there's metabolic adaptation. Mm -hmm. There is the truth about how much we are actually eating versus how much we may think that we're eating. Yep. Um, Especially if you're a mom out there, because, you know, when you're making the peanut butter and jelly and you keep taking one bite, three bites, five bites. Guilty. Guilty. Totally. And it all adds up, right? (gasps) Um, we were at dinner this past weekend for a bachelorette party and I'm not going to lie. I ordered a Buffalo chicken salad for dinner, but the girl across from me had macaroni and cheese and I definitely ended up having multiple spoonfuls of that because let's be honest, mac and cheese is delicious. Yep. (laughs) So, but I think it's just important here that we have to remember like what we did five, 10, 20 years ago may not be the answer for the season of life that we are in. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of just want to talk through a few different things here that maybe could be reasons why it's not working the way that it used to. Yeah. So the first thing is hormones. We talk a lot about hormones. They're unpredictable, but if you have a regular cycle, they are predictably unpredictable. Mm-hmm. If you have a normal menstrual cycle or somewhat normal, you literally have changing hormones every day. Like every day, your hormone levels are changing to set you up for a period, to go through that period, to 
gum out of that period for ovulation. Like we need to understand and not underappreciate the impact that hormones can have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that water weight we feel around our period where we're getting bloat, like all those things are going to impact the effectiveness of a diet. We, you know, if you want to go back a few episodes, you know, maybe a couple months, we talked about how to eat with your cycle. If it's really something that's impacting you. Mm -hmm. Um, But on top of that, as you get older, your hormone levels shift. And they can shift due to stress, due to age, due to lack of resources, a.k.a. calories (laughs) over time and many other reasons. So when when one hormone level drops or a couple like in menopause, you end up with hormone imbalances. And this can lead to weight gain. It can lead to mood swings. It can lead to cravings, thyroid problems, many more. So we've talked to a lot of ladies in perimenopause, menopause. It's a hard place to be because your hormone levels feel like they are out of control because they are. Yeah, they're dropping and you may not even realize over the course of the last 10, 15 years, the other impacts of these low calorie intake or, you know, diet templates or meal plans or, you know, replacing meals with meal replacement shakes and bars and stuff like that because that also impacts your hormones. Totally. Because it spikes cortisol, it lowers your uh, thyroid stimulating hormone, right? Which then lowers your conversion of your active thyroid hormones. Um, let's see, it lowers your testosterone. So then we're tired. We don't have energy. We're not able to gain strength. There's a whole host of things. And it's like this ripple effect. Like what's that one domino that's just ticking off the first and kind of sending things south. And so we do have a podcast coming up with, um, Courtney bear. We had her in our Facebook group and she talks specifically about menopause, perimenopause, menopause, and, um, some of the things that you can do or should be on the lookout for, um, in menopause to support your body. But I also want to just say, you know, you have to think about the years of dieting that you have done or restricting calories. Like I don't think I've ever met a person who said, I want to lose weight and hasn't been in a calorie deficit for the majority of their life. That has because lasting that's what, effects yeah. on the body, guys. Like, I, I, we just saw a post that we took down in the Facebook group because she talked about how she lost 25 pounds in the past two months with this ketosis thing. And it's like, we don't think about the impact that is making on your body long term. We think about, I lost 25 pounds in two months. This is awesome. But what about the stress that that's created for your body? What about when you can't do that anymore and you need to eat more and you're trying to have an actual life with your family and with your friends and you can't, you know, take ketosis supplements all the time or you want to have a freaking slice of pizza? Like, what happens then? Your body rebels because you've been restricting it for so long or you're taking this ridiculous supplement or shake system and it's not sustainable and it leaves a stress impact on the body. And we it gets so frustrating because we just think short term. Like this is a reason why our body's not responding to the 1200 calorie deficit anymore that it used to, because your hormones are changed. Your lifestyle's different. Like we have to appreciate how life changes and goes through phases and why we can't just cut calories from our body and cut resources and nutrients and not expect it to fight back. (laughs) Well, and then you get to this place of people say that they're doing keto, right? But when you take a deep dive, they're not because they're not being consistent. And therefore, when you're not doing anything consistently, you're doing your, your name is inconsistent, right? Is that how we said, what was our podcast? (laughs) You're not your name. Oh my gosh. Your name is not inconsistent, but are you doing, are you being consistently inconsistent? Yes. Yeah. Or inconsistently consistent. 
Yeah, now exactly. I'm just confusing us, Either but way. you you all understand what we're saying here. And and we talk to so many. It can be women that work with us. It can be potential clients. It could be you know friends that have a husband, spouse who is you know doing keto, but then they're not actually doing keto because they're doing because they're binging every weekend and they're eating time, pizza. Yeah. And they you know then they go back to ketosis on Monday. It doesn't work like that, guys. Like. Dive into the science of ketosis and understand what's actually going on. You are not burning body fat. You are burning fat as a fuel, a.k.a. all of the fat you're eating from bacon and eggs and freaking whatever you're consuming, butter in your coffee, like you're burning those calories of fat. You are not burning body fat. But they think that they are because they've lost so much water weight initially. And muscle potentially. And muscle potentially, of course. Yeah, because and they also don't have high levels of protein. And if they're strength training, it's kind of like this whole, again, trickle effect of I need recovery fuel. If I want to build muscle and maintain lean muscle mass, you need to be eating adequate protein. If you're mm-hmm. in a state of ketosis, you're eating maybe 15 to 25% of your calories from protein. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's 20% is like the cap. Because otherwise it turns to sugar. I've seen variations, right? Where I can do like modified. There's so many variations of keto. I don't even think real keto knows what keto is anymore. If you haven't noticed, we hate keto. I'll I'll say it. I hate keto. If I lose friends because of that, I don't care. It frustrates me to no end. Yeah. To no end. Well, you know what? Joe Rogan had a great podcast and they were talking about, you know, people going quote air quote here keto yet they're buying all of these keto processed snack crap foods yeah Yeah, and he's like they taste like garbage and like by the way cookie the whole purpose of going keto is to lose weight but now you're just removing things that actually could be providing you with nutrients such as sweet potatoes or rice quinoa those things and you're replacing it with a processed cookie that has zero net carbs and so you think that's healthier for you come on you tell me straight up you think eating bacon for breakfast having butter in your coffee and eating a fatty burger for dinner is healthy for you Mm. tell me that that is healthy for you by eating no vegetables eating no grains tell me that that is healthy like come on have some common sense i don't care if you lose fucking 40 pounds i'm sorry i've never used the f word on this podcast i'm getting that fired up you've lost you lose 40 pounds in a month. Great. Let's talk about your actual health long term mm-hmm. because of the stress you just created by losing so much water weight and losing probably a lot of muscle. I'm sorry, guys. Almost physically impossible. I think it is physically impossible to lose 40 pounds of fat in a, in a month. It's got to be. But let's also talk about five years from now. Exactly. Are you going to be avoiding all of your favorite foods? Are you going to be going to your children's weddings or hanging out with your grandchildren and not be able to you know, enjoy a slice of pizza with them? Like, if that's the life that you want to live, this podcast probably isn't for you. No. We really, we really <laughs> like to promote a well-balanced nutritional intake that serves your body with the right nutrients. And that starts with one ingredient, whole foods. It doesn't start with processed keto cookies and powders to put in your water to get you into ketosis and all of these supplements that are making you shit your pants three or four times a day, most likely. I, I literally have had clients who sat down and I looked at their keto pills and I was like, you realize this is all laxative. There's three different types of laxatives. She goes, I legit shit in my pants and had to go home from work one day. That is not a sustainable weight loss plan. Also, I don't want to lose weight that bad. I don't, I don't, <laughs> if that's what it means, I don't want it. Keto has a time and a place and it does have a place for people who have medical reasons mm-hmm. 
Um, it can certainly help kickstart certain individuals, but at the same time, you cannot flip temporary. on and flip off the switch. Totally. And if you're doing keto, then you need to get pee strips and you need to ne- really need to measure. Take like it my serious. husband, when he did um, a version of keto, because again, there's like 20 different versions of keto. He did really well. He felt good. He was still eating like, let's say 20% carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't all the way down to the yeah. 5% because he does train and he was eating more protein. He was just eating a bit higher fat. So I always joke with him, like you can't even call it keto, but that's what it, it was, you know, modified version of keto. Uh, and he felt great. Um, he did get lean, but he was also doing it in a smart way where he had refeed days. He came out of it, you know, mm-hmm. appropriately. He didn't just decide Friday night, because the scale cooperated, I'm going out for beer and pizza. And that's this turned into a keto podcast. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to get back on track. So next thing, what sorry. can get in the way of you not seeing the same results that you may have seen in the past? Lifestyle changes, guys. This is something that so many people just, I think, erase from their memory sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was 50 pounds lighter when I was 35. Well, what else was going on when you were 35? Maybe you were oh, single. Oh, well, I was, I was sleeping eight hours a night because I didn't have two toddlers. I was, you know, eating really well and my husband was doing it with me, but now he wants to get pizza every other night. Like, you got to think about how your life has changed. Mm-hmm. Did you have less stress at that time? Did you have better sleep or sleep quality at that time? Maybe you didn't have kids during that time. Maybe your job has become super stressful or you've lost your job because of COVID. Different types of workouts you were doing that time. Or what you were doing became your norm and so it lost the impact. For example, did you just start walking a ton more and so you had more calories you burned throughout the day, but then you have continued to walk that much and nothing else has changed? It's going to have a law of diminishing effects here. Like, I think a lot of people forget that what they started might be way drastic than what they were previously doing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first time that you approach making a healthy lifestyle change, you went all in and you flipped the switch. You were like, no more processed food, no sugar, no alcohol. Then I'm going to go to the gym four or five days a week and I'm going to focus on my sleep and I'm going to start walking and I'm going to do all the things that I should do to live as a healthy person, which is fantastic. We want to work our way and we do want to get there, right? That's what Becca and I preach is a healthy lifestyle. However, when you're in a state where you've adapted, like this has kind of become your new norm, as Becca just mentioned, 10,000 steps a day, that's your new norm. Okay, cool. That's no, that's a baseline now. Mm -hmm. This is not, you know, adding in 500 calories extra a day burned and a calorie deficit at the same time. And so therefore your results may be slower, Again, what we just talked about with your stress and your sleep, different seasons of life, you may be having some different emotional stress, you know, maybe you at that moment in time went through a breakup and you resorted to exercise and, you know, really clean eating rather than some of the fun foods that you enjoy now in moderation, right? So it's like, it depends upon the depth here of the change. And yet we just think that if we make a couple changes or we go into a calorie deficit, we cut calories by 500, that's supposed to be the magic fix. There's a lot of other things that have to be in alignment in order for us to feel good in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. And that's the point that we're trying to make. Weight Watchers for me worked at one point in time. Guess why it worked? I had a really shitty food intake prior to it. I was drinking a lot in college. And then I flipped the switch. I started going to the gym, not once a day, twice a day. I cleaned up my food quality. I drastically cut calories. My body responded. If I did that today... It would not respond because I train every day. I walk 10,000 steps every day. I have a baseline intake that's high enough for me that I would have to go pretty 
I could lose weight four or 500 calorie deficit, but I can't count all of these other things as added perks of burning calories when they're already my baseline. Yeah. People, (laughs) you know, who sees the best results on diets, people that come from a horrible intake place eating way too much for their body and don't exercise. And then they start eating less and now they're exercising. Those people see amazing results. Of course. Amazing. Those are the transformations you see on on Instagram. Right. Those are the ones. But we also need to understand, like Liz said, there's a different baseline now. This is what we refer to as metabolic adaptation, which is the other reason that things do not work like they used to. Our body adapts, guys. When we eat low calorie for long periods of time, the metabolism slows down to conserve energy because it has certain tasks that have to happen. And when you give it less fuel to do those tasks, it's got to save fuel elsewhere. And guess where it slows down fuel to? our metabolism because it controls everything. And so what used to work as a calorie deficit no longer works as a calorie deficit. And also, you now have less nutrient absorption ability. When we yo-yo diet, the body can only tolerate this for so long and you actually become depleted in nutrients. And so now you've been this way for a while, but just recently the symptoms started showing up. When symptoms start happening, that's a, you've gone too far. Mm Mm-hmm. You were in that place for a long time, but your body tolerated it and you didn't realize it was happening until you start experiencing the bloating, the constipation, the poor sleep, the no energy, the brain fog. All those things are things that are have added up, basically. Yep. Those have added up and they are now manifesting in certain symptoms. Well, you can only live off of cortisol and adre- adrenal soul. Ad- adrenal so long <laughs> adrenaline so long um it is four o'clock we've had a long day but on back-to-back calls i'm like formulating my words i haven't even had anything to drink um no but you can you can only live off of those hormones for so long right your body can only keep up with you until it says okay like i've got to figure out a way to conserve energy. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we start to see your digestion slow down. You get constipated, you get bloated, you get gassy. Maybe we start to see, you know, skin issues or other things because we're not getting rid of the toxins. And now we've developed some, you know, autoimmune condition or we've developed a intolerance to certain foods. Um, you know, there's all different kinds of things that happen when we're in a calorie deficit for long periods of time. And ladies out there, you've heard Becca and I talk about this before, When you are in a calorie deficit for long periods of time and you are fatigued all the time and don't want to have sex with your husband, that's not okay. Nope. Like he will appreciate us saying that, but it's not okay. You should have sex drive. You should have energy to play with your kids. You should not need to have 18 cups of coffee a day, nor should you have to spend 10 hours in bed to feel like you get rested. If we have, you know, adequate nutrients, We've focused on our sleep. We've focused on our stress. We should be able to function optimally and still be able to lose weight. It's not, it's just not okay for us to chronically live in these places where we walk around feeling so bad, but we're willing to go to further extremes just to get the last five or the last 10 pounds off. Like we need to understand our body needs health. You guys, we cannot just restrict and restrict and push it into the ground over and over again. Like every time we diet, imagine you just shoving your body into the ground. And every time it tries to get up and recover itself, you just shove it back into the ground with another diet and another calorie deficit. You know what? I'm really effing proud of that that metaphor I just used. And I just came up with that on the flight. Anyways, you become depleted in different, like magnesium, for example. Magnesium is required for hundreds of metabolic functions, but also 
at the most basic level, basically just to create energy to help us relax, balance blood sugar, balance our thyroid hormone. And when we are in a stressful state or in AKA low calorie state, we burn through this way faster than usual. People don't realize this. So when you are doing this, or if you're eating a huge high sugar diet, we have to have a ton of magnesium to regulate it. So we become deficient in this and then you're tired. You have brain fog. You have no energy in your workouts. Like this is how it manifests in symptoms. But what if the basic level is going on in the body because we're restricting it? So what can we do? Like what are solutions here? One, you got to give yourself permission to try new things. Mm-hmm. If XYZ diet worked in the past, but it's not working, guess what? Try something else. Rest, sleep more, eat some more. Wherever you're pulling from, like, you know, trying to grab more time from, take down time, what you need to do. Like, you have to start giving your body more sometimes. Yep. Not taking. Well, there's two things that we do to build our body up. Number one is eat. Number two is sleep. And so when we look at everything else, the mental stress, the emotional stress, exercise as a stress, right? We're chronic or we're constantly breaking our body down throughout the day and we need not. The answer is sometimes not less, right? It is not less sleep. It is not less intake. It can actually be the opposite of that. And that's what we talk a lot about in metabolic prehab. When we look at somebody who has been in a calorie deficit for long periods of time, they try everything and they say that it doesn't work. Most of the time that it's quote unquote not working is because we weren't consistent long enough or we were going to the extreme and then we kept face planting because we couldn't keep up with all of the rules of the diet or all of the removal of the diet, right? It can be... (laughs) energizing for you to get rest, de-stress and eat more. And I guarantee you, you're going to instantly start to feel better. You're going to notice your skin is clear. You're going to notice that, you know, your digestion improves, your energy improves. And, and that is why we wanted to create this podcast today, because we want to help you understand that the way that you create a calorie deficit needs to be done in a healthy manner. You can get to your goals. We have a lot of other podcasts that talk about simplifying things. We talk about, you know, going back and looking at, you know, your lifestyle, your sleep, your stress, understanding more about metabolic adaptation. But right now, if you are chasing that extreme plan that you did in college and it's not working, there's very valid reasons why. And so we want to just encourage you today to take a step back and, you know, look at maybe adding on a different style of training. If you've adapted Mm -hmm. to running, maybe you look at adding some resistance training or building some muscle, you know, even when you're, you know, forties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, you can still build muscle and have a lean physique. But most people say that they want to lose weight when they really mean they want to lose fat and they want to have a lean physique. So I think that's another really important thing is take a look at your training, take a look at your activity, see where you can try something new or add in some resistance training because you need to build that muscle if you want to have a physique. And then last but not least is test and try things out. Keep note. How is your body responding? Do you notice that you have better digestion, that you're sleeping better, that you have more energy throughout the day? Do you notice that you feel leaner, even if the scale doesn't change a ton, but you're less inflamed and your pants fit better? That's still a huge win. Totally, totally. You And also like test in the way of blood work if you need to. Like if you, you know, are all over the place and you feel like hormones are out of whack and, you know, if you're in perimenopause or menopause, like get things tested and get a better look at things. And you can also 
test yourself in terms of understanding where your metabolism is, a really easy way that costs next to nothing is taking your basal temperature every morning. So when you wake up, before you even get out of the bed, have a thermometer next to your bed, take your temperature, record it on the daily. You want to be around 97.8 to 98 in the morning. If you are in the 96s or the low 97s consistently, this is a sign that your metabolism is not functioning in a way that it should be. And honestly, this can tell you a lot more than even blood work can in ways, because unfortunately, a lot of blood work is not very effective. It's not done very well. The labs are out of range. Like there's a lot of things that can go on. They aren't testing at the right time of month if you're on your cycle. So just keep that in mind um, with testing blood work. And a lot of doctors won't test what you want them to test, which we'll do on another podcast. But um, doing your body temperature in the morning can be a huge indicator of if your body is ready to diet and why it might not be responding to something that used to work. So sorry guys, we were on a soapbox today <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, it's but- okay if you like keto, we just love carbs. <gasps> oh. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.